Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. As we get started, I thought one of the best things that we could do to get started is for you guys to hear about my family. I know many of you guys who are viewing online, you already know my family. You already know who we are. Um, And I thought I would do this by giving you guys a little bit of a snippet into my household. When when we first had kids, me and my wife, Pearl, uh, we've been married now for 12 years, going on 13, January. Um, When we first had kids, I thought for sure I can get these kids whipped into shape, right? Just based on the old military training. You know, you tell your kids, do this, and they do it. They listen right away. But the funny thing is, when they're younger... It's very hard for them to focus, right? So I will call out Ella's name. Ella, listen. Ella, Ella, focus right here and nothing, right? Uh, As they got older, sure, they're able to uh, zoom in. And even now, it's still difficult. My son is, uh, how old is Stevie? I don't know. Stevie is seven. Ella is 10. She'll be 11 in November. Um, Even now with Stevie, it's so difficult to get Stevie to pay attention, right? But I know there's a magic snap that I do. And I usually go, hey, and I snap my fingers. They could be anywhere in the room. When I go, hey, and snap my fingers, it's like that sound helps them to focus right in on what I've got to say. And the funny thing is, because that story kind of reminds me of us and how we are doing this season. That story, right? Because we have a difficult time focusing in. When we're younger, there's so many distractions, the colors, the lights, the TV, the sound. Have you ever taken a child to Disneyland and expect them to focus in on you? Oh, my gosh, you are in big trouble, right? But as we get older, we learn to focus better. But you know what? We still have a, t- a difficult time focusing sometimes. I'm reminded of when I was driving. Uh, I used to drive all the time, right? Before I got married, I would drive from Maryland to Detroit, which is, I believe, is eight and a half, nine and a half hours. I can't remember. It depends on how fast I was going. Sometimes it was six and a half. You know, don't tell Pastor Jody, but you know, sometimes it was a little bit faster than I anticipated. But nonetheless, um, while I was driving this one time, you have to, to go from Maryland to Detroit. It's very simple. Where I was, in Silver Spring, Maryland, I would jump on 70. I would get onto the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Then from the Pennsylvania Turnpike, I'll get on the Ohio State Turnpike. Ohio State is the devil, by the way. I'm just joking. But Ohio State Turnpike, then I'll get on 75 and get into Michigan. Well, I knew that no matter what I did, this stretch of road on the Ohio State Turnpike, which happens to be great ground, great driving ground, nice, clear, four or five lane highway, I'm going to experience something. Whether it's going to be crazy traffic, whether it's going to be some storm that came out of nowhere, whether all of a sudden there's going to be construction, I don't know what it was. No matter what I did, every time I got on the Ohio State Turnpike, I experienced something crazy. So this particular time, I'm going about my business. I get through uh, Maryland. I get on a Pennsylvania turnpipe. I get on a 70 uh, to Ohio State turnpipe. And what happens? A storm comes out of nowhere. Not just rain. No. This was snow Armageddon, right? I'm, I am in the car by myself, and I'm, fl- I'm driving sensibly because, you, know, <laughs> you know, that's how I, I drive sensibly, right? And I'm driving sensibly, and I'm in there. And all of a sudden, this snowstorm comes out, of, comes out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, I couldn't see anything around me. I couldn't see the cars next to me. I couldn't see the cars behind me. All I could see was this one truck that was dead in front of me. So what did I do in the storm? 
Snow everywhere. I'm t- I probably don't even have, the- I'm in a Pontiac GT, Grand Am, right? I'm not even in the best car to drive at the storm. But what did I do? I got right behind this semi-truck. And the semi-truck was doing a decent speed. And I focused in on that semi-truck's taillights. And I just kept driving. Because I knew that once I got through Ohio State, you enemy of the world, Ohio State, I knew that I would be on a clear path. And sure enough, after about three hours of being on Ohio State Turnpike, being in this storm and not being able to see, as long as I stay focused on those taillights, I was good. And I made it through, you guys. I had to turn down the music, and I had to really focus. Because normally when I'm driving, I got my music. Picture me rolling in my 500 bins. I'm sorry. I mean, I caught up in your prayer. That's what I meant to say. I, I sing worship songs when I'm driving. Right? But I'm driving and I'm floating. But I had to slow down. I had to turn off the noise. I had to... Focus my eyes straight ahead and just on those taillights. I said all that to say, you guys, we are entering into a three-part series. You guys are lucky. You get me for three straight weeks, right? Three-part series. Thank you, Pastor Jerry. She was over there. Asher was like, boom, but whatever, Asher. Uh, But we're in a three-part series called Focus. And I want to tell you guys, the storms we encounter in life is going to require some intense focus. We're going to deal with some things where it's going to require your physical, emotional, and spiritual focus. Today, I want to focus our attention on the physical part. Now, to understand this, I like this quote that I heard. It says this, if you want to be good at something, you must focus on that with precision of a laser. It not only applies to work, but also applies to real life. Focus is the key to success. You must focus on what you want in your life and go after it 110%, which you can't really do anything over 100%, but that's just neither here nor there. There will be times in life when you get distracted and obstacles, uh, distractions and obstacles, but you must overcome them while maintaining your focus on your goal. You guys, the story we're going to look at today happens to talk directly about this, how we're going to encounter distractions and obstacles, and how we need to be directly focused on our goals. I'll give you a little background. Jesus was with his disciples. You know, he was always hanging around with his disciples. And you would think that his disciples would finally, it would click in their mind. I know we have hindsight, so we can look back and say, hey, how come they didn't get it? But the disciples just wasn't quite getting it, right? Jesus had did all these different miracles. And at one point, he told his disciples, hey, we're getting on the boat, and we're going to the other side, Right? And as they got into the boat, they got into, went to the other side, as they were carrying over to the other side of the lake. Jesus was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take a nap. <laughs> a brother a little tired, you know. I've been busy. I don't know about you guys. You guys have been sitting there asking me all these questions, but I'm a little tired. As a man, I'm going to take a nap. So he got his pillow, probably his fluffy little white uh, pillows, nice and soft and cushioned, laid his head on the back of the boat, and he rested. And while Jesus was resting in the boat, this huge storm came out of nowhere. Let's read it. It's found in Mark chapter 4. It's found in different Gospels. We're going to look at the Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. And it says this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat. And it began to fill with water. Jesus was asleep at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. 
He was asleep on a pillow in the back of the boat. Water everywhere. We'll, we'll come back to that. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, got the crust out of his eyes, what's going on? He rebuked the winds and said to the waves, silence, be still. He probably had more of a manly voice. Silence, be still. I have a girly voice, but you know what I'm talking about. Suddenly, the wind stopped and there was great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who was this man, they asked each other. Even the winds and the waves obeyed him. The story we're looking at, if we look at it, there was a storm that came out of nowhere. And I can associate that with us right now. There are storms going on like crazy right now. I don't care if it's the, if it's the pandemic I don't care if it's the upcoming election. I don't care if it's people losing jobs. I don't care if it's uh, uh, the sanctity of life. I don't care if it's Black Lives Matters. I don't care if it's any of these. There's storms going on all around us. If you're not on this side, you're on another side. You can't be in the middle because you got to choose a side. And there's all of this noise, all these images to block out what we're supposed to be focusing on. All these storms going on right now, the economic crash, as, as my 401k going to last. I don't even have a 401k, you know, but that's another thing. I know it's not going to last, right? But is my 401k going to get me through this, right? There's so much storm. People are losing loved ones every day. What am I going to do? Am I going to get through this? And what's going on right here is similar to this story. There's a storm raging like crazy. And there's two groups of people that really experienced the same storm. I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, it was disciples and Jesus. Jesus was God. He was God. And if you understand the Bible, if you understand the scripture, he was 100% God. I won't ever take that away. And when he stepped into humanity, he was 100% man as well. He was the only one that was able to do it 200%. 100% God and 100% man. He experienced the same trials and temptations that we experience and never once sinned. Full God able to understand what was going on. But he surrendered all that when he stepped into a human being, into man, and said, you know what? I surrender to your authority, Lord, your ruling, your guidance. I'll become man in this moment so they can understand what the model looks like. And on that, <laughs> on that model, we look at these two groups of people, the disciples and Jesus. And how did they respond physically to a storm? Let's see this. It says this in verse 7, I mean, 37 of that same chapter says this. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. I, I fast forward a little bit. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? I like what it says in Luke's version of this same uh, gospel. In 8, uh, verse 22 to, to, to uh, 24. Luke says this, which was a... Uh, Luke wasn't even there experiencing it, but that's a whole thing. He got testimony of other people, and so he's, he wrote this down for us. Luke said this. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and started out. As they, were sailed, as they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water, and they were in real, real danger. The disciple woke him up shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Listen, when Luke 
did all this to get this information and compiled this information together, he found out that they were in real danger. So this was a firsthand account. Someone telling him, hey, we were in real danger. And I can only imagine what real danger these disciples thought, right? Because they saw the storms. They saw the water crashing around. If you never heard a storm going on, the winds and the waves. My son, Stevie, I love Stevie because Stevie is one of those. He's a boy of boy. He walks around jumping on things. Ninja chop all day long, right? But when he hears thundering, boom, you hear little footsteps. I don't know if you can hear it. Like little, that's Stevie's footstep. Whenever, boom, he comes running, right? Because he heard a loud bang, and he knows a storm is coming. And so what does he do? He's freaking out. He's doing the same thing that these disciples probably did at this moment. At this moment, the disciples, I can imagine what was going on. The disciples were probably freaking out. They wasn't looking at Jesus as the son of God. They was looking at Jesus as a man that was on a boat that was sleeping, right? And what they probably did, they probably did a couple things, right? They probably tried to point the ship in the right direction because that's what, I'm not a fisherman. I'm from the hood, so I don't know nothing about fishing. But I imagine being out there on the the lake, you want to point the the ship in the right direction, get to land, right? As the storm is running. Everybody, hands on deck, right? Get the buckets, grab the the mops. I don't even know if they had mops back then. But get your buckets, grab, take your weeds weeds off, ladies, and pour them out. They don't have weeds, but whatever. We got to get this water. We got to lighten the load. I don't know what we got to do. We got to get to the other side because Jesus told us we're going to the other side. And finally, out of frustration and fear, they finally ran back. I don't know how far I run, but I imagine it's like Stevie's footsteps. Ran back to the back of the boat to wake Jesus up. Not to say, Jesus, why don't you get up and calm the storm? Because you find out that Jesus later rebuked them as well. Why were you so afraid? He, they didn't wake him up because this was God on the boat. They woke up a man that was asleep in the boat and saying, Jesus, get your butt up and lend us a hand. Don't you care that we're about to drown? They do the same thing we do. We're experiencing storms, and we think that as long as we do what we need to do, we can get through this. Maybe I can last, I can charge this bill to this credit card. I can charge this bill to this credit card to maybe it can get me through for another month until the storm is over. Maybe if I just... I go out there and do everything I can in all my energy and all my strength. I can get through this storm. I can just hold on. Or we even get to the point where, Jesus, I can't take this no more. I'm about to die. What are you doing? Don't you even care that I'm about to die? My husband is, uh, not my husband, I'm using examples. My husband is dead. My wife is dead. My grandma is dead. My mom is dead. My dad is dead. Don't you even care that it's about to affect me? The storm is real, you guys. And when they looked and focused in on the storm, that storm got bigger and bigger. If you notice that in the story, suddenly a fierce storm came. It, was, it came out of nowhere. And it only took them finally saying, you know what, we got to do something else. We tried everything else. We need to go wake this guy up. That's one response. If you're... If your only response is to do everything in your own power to get through a storm, you're not going to make it. I hate to be the one to tell you that. 
as someone who's a follower of Jesus, let me break that down to you right here. Someone who's not, you're listening along, I appreciate you listening along. But someone who's a follower of Jesus, we have a power that's greater than the power that we have. You're going to get diagnosis that is going to rock your world. You're going to get news that's going to rock your world. You're going to get job losses, uh, people dying, um, children getting outside their mind. You know you enraged those kids like that. I'm talking to Asher right now. They didn't raise Asher like that. You better shape up and ship out, right? You're going to get all these storms that's going to cause you to want to lose your mind and give it all your strength. But have you once turned it over to God? As a believer, that should really be our first response. But we don't always do that. We often do what the disciples did. But I want us to look at a more, a more even more important response. It was Jesus' response to the storm. And I know what some of you guys are thinking, like, hold on, Jesus' response to the storm, he was back there sleeping. That doesn't mean he wasn't in the storm. Those disciples were on that boat, and Jesus was on that boat. All of them experienced the storm. I can guarantee you, if you never had people pour water on you while you're sleeping, you know what's going on. I'm like, I mean, I know we try to think that Jesus was full of God, but I, the reason I pointed out that he was full of man was for a purpose. He was man. And so water was splashing on Jesus' face while he was sleeping. He was, but he was out. His response, first one was, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to rest. And he was able to rest, and he was able to take a nap because he had laser-like focus on the mission that God had already given him. You guys, we're going to find out in the next couple of weeks why he was able to have this labor-like focus. But I could tell you, if you read a little bit farther on into the next chapter, chapter, there was one person that God was sending him to save that was going to turn over a regent for him. You can read that next. We'll come up to it. But understand, laser-like focus on what God had called him to do, the mission ahead. So he was able to, to rest in the middle of that. You guys, I love this quote by a CEO of Life Hacks. He says this, Laser life focus means aligning your thoughts, your thought patterns, belief systems, emotions, and actions with your goals consistently. I'm going to skip to the, 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 the last part. Stop looking two directions at the same time and focus like a laser. Snoiky, I forgot my laser. It's in my backpack at home. But a laser, understand, when you shine a flashlight, it, shines, it casts a light on a whole bunch of different things. But when you beam in a laser, it focuses in on one single point. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus had such intensity and focus on what he was doing that nothing else, no other distractions, no other thing happened could throw him off that. It says this. I like what Colossians 3, uh, verse 1 through 2 says. I like it how it says it's an amplified verse. Therefore, if you are raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on the things of the earth, which are temporal, uh, temporal value. And the message it also says this. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes on the ground, absorb with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what, God, what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. 
See things from his perspective. The two, two things is going on. Remember, it was those that are the disciples who were looking on the ground. They was looking at the storm. They saw everything around them. They heard the noise. And then Jesus, he was sleeping. To me, it was like he was, he was looking up. He was resting in his dad's arms. He was just taking a nap, chilling. You got, if you had kids, you understand this. Because when a storm happens for adults, it's totally different from a child. When a storm happens for adults, it's like, oh, it's a storm. Right? I'm talking about a physical storm right now. Right? A thunderstorm comes to the house, the noise. I mean, it may frighten you the first time. Whoa, what was that? But after that, you kind of get used to it, right? The lightning flashing. You know there's nothing going to happen unless you get into some serious storms. Then you start to get a little bit nervous. But with kids, any little bit of thunder, any little bit of lightning, you hear those footsteps. That's the sound of them freaking out. Right? And Jesus was like, nah, y'all don't even realize that. When they had woke up Jesus, it says that when they woke up Jesus in verse 29, 39, he rebuked the winds and said to the waves, silence, be still. He experienced the storm. But then I want you to see what he also did physically. Because first one he, he did was rested. Second one, he got up and he handled his business. He got up and rebuked the winds and silenced the waves. His section, second act of duty was to say, you know what? You guys see this as a storm. I see this as a distraction. This is nothing but a bunch of loud noise, a bunch of images that are trying to cloud out what I'm supposed to be accomplishing, what I'm supposed to be doing for the Lord. You see it as a storm. Yes, this is a big deal. I'm not taking away from that. This is huge. Just because it's a big storm does not mean it can't be a distraction. Because if your purpose is to do what God has called you to do, the enemy's going to do whatever he can to throw you off track. And physically, what you focus in on, what you pay most attention to, is where you're going to end up going. Remember that's in the beginning part of my storm. If I hadn't focused in on that light when I was in that, that tornado storm in, in Hale, Ohio, that's what we call it now, Hale, Ohio State Park, right? If, if I didn't focus in on those taillights, I'd have been in a ditch somewhere. I'd have been stuck in on, on, that, on, on that turnpike for at least another couple days, stupid Ohio State, right? But no, I focused in on the, I didn't focus in on the storm. I focused in on where I was going. Jesus was like, listen, you guys, I know you see this as a huge storm. I know you woke up because you want me to lend a hand, but let me do something even better for you. Let me silence the noise. Let me quiet down what's going on. Let me remove these distractions so you can see it for what it really is, as a distraction. For us, we need to remove the distraction. I'm reminded of how I, I love to see uh, commercials and stuff and see football players or basketball players, they're going into an opposing ring and they put on their headphones and they block out everything as they're walking in, right? They got, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. They, they, because you got all those other players, all those other fans out there booing them, boo, and they can't hear anything. They have already silenced all of it. And what are they doing? They're just focusing on getting in the ring. You with me? Headphones, noise blocked, eyes locked on. I'm going through the door. Y'all ain't got nothing to say to me. I know I'm going to win. You a loser, right? They don't even care about any of those things. You guys, we need to do the same thing during this season. You need to stop listening to all those noise. Stop viewing all those images. If you're being distracted, and, I, and how you know you're being distracted is, are you starting to sink? 
If you're starting to sink, you're being distracted. And I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with sinking. Because we all get to that point. But if you want to not sink. If you want to get to your destiny and what God has called you to do. It's time to change your focus. I'm talking about physically. Stop listening to that stuff. Stop listening to those voices. Stop uh, listening to those broadcasts and those TV shows. They keep telling you the same thing, you guys. They're going to keep saying it. It's okay to be updated to, um, updated with the reports and the news of what's going on, but you need to stop listening to those things because it's causing you to be distracted. And then you need to block your eyes. Change what you're watching. Change what you're reading. Change what Oh, you've been watching as a, a YouTube influencer or whatever that may be because those things are distracting you and then flip it around and do like Jesus did right his eyes were locked in on the mission that God has given him and I love this because you guys I know we think that Jesus again that he was full of God that's impossible for me no it's not it's very much possible for you because he was our model. He came to earth to show us how this life can be lived. That we can live with laser-like focus. That if we physically do the things to block out those voices, to remove the things that we're seeing, and we lock in our eyes on what God has called us to do, we can accomplish great things for the Lord. That's just week one of what the Lord wants us to do. And now while you're sitting in your living room, probably drinking a cup of coffee, probably uh, sitting in bed right now. I want to tell you guys this. What you don't see in this text and that you find out in chapter 5 is that the reason he was so laser focused is because he was focused on that one guy. And if you're here today, I'm telling you, if you're watching right now, that Jesus is focused in on you. You're the one that he cares about. You're the one that he said, you're sinking, and I want to help you to not sink. I want to help you to get through these things. And if you're watching and you're sinking, focus your eyes on God. And maybe you never heard this before, but let me tell you this, that Jesus was the Son of God. He came to earth. He surrendered his mighty authority to be here as a human being so that we would have a model of how to live. And when he did that, He surrenders his life once again to die on the cross for our sins. The best part was that three days afterwards, he came back to life. He told his disciples he was going to do it, and then poof, he did it. So if you're here, and maybe you want to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, we're going to pray together. And I ask you to pray this prayer with me. Let's do it. Dear God, I just ask you right now that you save me, Lord that you forgive me of my sins, you cleanse me of all unrighteousness, help me to be more like you. I want you and you alone. I accept you as Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.